Blog Talk Radio.
Randy Spider-Man Weber. I'm saying because I'm... On tonight, Miss Millie. Same home as Denzel Washington and Heavy D. <laughs> no doubt. 
<laughs> and I am also from Mount Vernon, so you know, big up to Mount yes, Vernon. There you go, Mount Vernon. <laughs> well, um, you know, I understand that um, you know, well, since you grew up in Mount Vernon, I'm sure that there are other people that are looking in from Mount Vernon, probably with this radio station right now, um, and also from the Bronx, Brooklyn, you know, all over, you know, all the, the boroughs. Uh, what is your advice to the youth? Um, about getting into acting, if it's something that they want to do, or getting into the whole entertainment industry? Well, the first thing I think that um, as far as just, like, you know, giving any advice for anybody to the first coming up in the game is you definitely want to stay uh, humble is, like, uh, a key important. You want to you stay focused as much as possible also. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it comes with a lot of sacrifice. If you're going to be in this game, like a great mentor told me, you got to be in it for the long haul. So it's like, you know, you can't worry about, oh, well, it's been I've been in the game for two years or I've been in the game for five years and, I've you know, and nothing. Because at the end of the day, nothing comes good to you unless you put in that hard work. So hard work right. always does pay off, you know. So, you know, okay. and it shows. It definitely will show. So, you know, just stay focused, determined, humble, and, you know, strive for it. And don't let nobody tell you that you can't do anything in, in life, mm-hmm. no matter you know, saying who says when it don't you if you have a goal and and you love it, you have a passion, stay with that passion and just, and, and keep going. That's right. I didn't look around. I am now with Hoodrich. <laughs> well, so much shout out that's to Hoodrich. Right. Congratulations. Um, well, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So um, the next thing that I wanted to get into with you, you know, like I said, we we want to reach out to the youth and other people, you know, and encourage them to do positive things with their lives if they're interested in the entertainment industry and acting and things like that. Um, has there been anyone that's reached out to you about, you know, acting? Have you, you know, been out there doing your thing, you know, giving advice out to these kids one-on-one? Like, what is it? Have you heard from anybody? Uh, well, definitely. I mean, I, just, just being just being in a small community growing up in, in Mount Vernon, um, I had just that the feeling that for all the kids, especially the young ones, if anybody's going to change anything, it's going to be them. And just for yeah. that feeling of them actually knowing, you know, well, this guy, I just seen him in the 50 Cent movie. I just seen him in Law and Order, Criminal Intent. I just seen and let them know that they have the same chance and opportunity to do something great with themselves. So, I mean, that's just, to me, that's a blessing for me to actually have little kids and people that's from my community look up to me in that aspect, you know, because if I could change one, to me, that's big. I don't have to worry about millions right now. That'll come down the line. But just one person that actually, like, you know what? Hey, Carlos. I want to I want to do what you're doing when I get older. I want to be an actor, or it, it just it's just the, the feeling that I have is just overwhelming. It's a great feeling. Right. So um yeah definitely yes I have you know I I love it I love that I love that just to give back to that community as far as that and and give much as knowledge as possible. That's right. Never forget where you come from. Never. <laughs> Always give back to it. That's right. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? Have you worked with uh, any other people that have really touched you in this industry as far as experience goes? As far as experience, you said? Yeah. Um, as far as experience, I've, I've, I've came across, um, well, as I just said, like a mentor, um, Kim Harding. Um, she's an A-list mm-hmm. casting director. Um, you know, she she casted Think Like a Man. She's casted Baby Boy. She's casted Friday. She she's casted Fast and the Furious. So the things that I've learned from her, and and when I was in L.A. and we, um I sat down and I was at one of her um her classes, it was like the information that I got from her was so great and powerful that I was like, you know, this definitely is the industry and the type of game for me that I need to be in because when you can get that kind of feedback from somebody who's been in there even twice as long as you and can give you back positive feedback and, and at the end of the day make you feel like that, yes, you are on the right track or, yes, right. you are doing the right thing. or and, you know It just made me feel like, okay, this is exactly uh, something that I know for a fact that I'm doing. That's the right thing to do. So, That's right, and you're making a difference in it. You're yes. doing what you love to do and you're making a difference in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I understand that you're actually involved in um, some organization um, interests. You have some things going on in Mount Vernon. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes. Um, I, I just linked up with Stan Riley. Um, I'm not sure if anybody actually knows the story, but his son um, 
who was a cop for White Plains. Um, he was an undercover cop. Well, he was an off-duty cop at that time, and he got killed by another cop. It was all over the news. Yeah, it was all over uh-huh. the news. And, um, you know, I just linked. I just had linked up with him the, the other day, and he got a chance to see the great things that I've been doing. And he was like, you know, it would be great if we if we linked up, you know, for – for us to get back to, you know, our community, Mount Vernon, and he's gonna he's starting something with the kids at the Dole Center, and um in Mount Vernon, which I believe is great, and um that's gonna be a great organization, because at the end of the day, I feel like that you know our kids need to know that it's okay to come outside and and play in a park at four o'clock in the afternoon, or you don't have to worry about people shooting outside, or so I mean if we have a little community center where kids can actually go and, you know, right. hear positive things happening and have things for them, like, you know, little basketball stuff and little baseball, things like that, I think it would be great. So I'm definitely linking up with him on that, and that's going to be huge because it's, it's um, I have the whole church, Grace Baptist Church, they're behind that as well. So um, that's a big, great thing that we're going to do for the kids, and um, it's going to be a powerful movement. I can't wait to see that happen. Actually, you know, you got to let us know about that information as soon as you get it. I can plug it in, and we can have some supporters come out definitely, and definitely. Uh, join us on that. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, what, I actually heard that um, you had another organization that you're dealing with. It's yes. actually the same one that I've been dealing with, right? Yes, yes, so yes. Um, of, course, of course, as, as you know, because you've been a part of this organization as well. Um, yep. It's Guns Down, Guns Down, Life's Up. And um, that's that's like a whole steam of force of everybody from all different boroughs that's that has like a better outlet right now. Um I linked up with James Jimbo um Dobson and um Twin Atkins as well from um from Queens and um they just had a, a big uh guns down life up in, in Harlem if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, it was in Harlem. Um, <laughs> yeah, Harlem and um which is a great powerful movement I, I believe uh, Al Sharpton came out. Um, so it was, it's, you know, it's a great, powerful movement as well because, I mean, at the end of the day, I support anything, any cause like that, guns down, lives up. Like, that just makes me feel good, guns down, lives up, because that's just where we need to be at. I mean, we're about to hit 2014 soon, and I believe that, you know, we had an all-time high with these murders and these killings and, and these young kids. These, these are young kids. So if anybody's going to change it, how I always feel, like, it, it's kind of hard to – change a person that's grown up already, like in their 30s and their 20s and stuff. But if we can touch a kid that's only five, or we can, if they can see it, we can start changing now by the time they are our ages, maybe everything will change back to the way it used to be when we used to grow up and we didn't have to worry about all of this crazy gun killings and, and these little young these young deaths that's happening out here to, to our youth. So um, I'm, I'm definitely supporting that 100%. So that's another one of my movements. Guns down, locks up. No doubt, no doubt. Well, my name is Jr. Of course, you know Mr. Mr. Carlos Jones, and um, I'm a part of a movement called Lay the Guns Down. Okay. Out of Brooklyn, uh, Mr. Michael Tucker. Um, okay. He founded his organization. His son actually was um shot um, and killed by the um, New York City police in oh, a few wow. years. It, it prompted him to actually start the organization. So I can definitely understand, you know, your aunt and, and your sentiments with what you're doing with yeah. your organization. Guns Down, with Guns Down, Lives Up, that's what it's called? Yeah, Guns, guns Down, Life Up. That's a beautiful, beautiful, you know. And, um, yeah, please keep us informed on whatever, you know, you guys have going on, and it, definitely, and the same, and the same thing with your organization. I'm, I, I'm, I can, I'm a part of anything that's on a positive note. I will, I will definitely speak about it as long as I have breath in my lungs and the tongue to speak. I will definitely speak about it and support it all the way. That's a beautiful thing. Also, the movie Swag. Tell us a little bit about the movie Swag again. Yeah, it's How a this? pilot. It's a, um, it's a pilot. We shot it as a pilot. It's um. It's basically going to be like, uh, let's see, like you know how the hip-hop culture, how you have the hip-hop culture and mm-hmm. how everything is now. Like everything is so like, uh, let's say, YouTube-ish or 
camera phone. So it just touches on all of that. Like, you know how you have the rappers that have the rap beats, and it kind of right. just shows the world where we at now. So it's kind of like a, a pilot, but almost shot into, like, when you watch it, it's like, wow, this is real stuff. It's kind of like showing you your world right back at you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like showing you how your camera folds and all that stuff, how much that is so much now powerful that, you know, it's people will use their public camera phone and watch somebody in distress rather than go help them. Exactly. Because it's You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it touches on all of that. So it's just like when people actually sit there and watch the show, it's going to be like, wow. Like, yeah. So, I mean, we're pitching it to a few networks now. So once it picks up, I just, I'll definitely be the first to hear about it. Um, I would definitely, you know, come back and talk with y'all about it. I have no problem coming and doing an interview and letting y'all know exactly all the inside of what we, you know, what has actually happened with that pile of swag. But um, mm-hmm. I believe it's um, if you want to check the website, I believe it's www.blacknoise.com. I found no. not mis- Black Noise. N O I S E. N O I S E. Yes. Dot com. Yes, dot com. Okay, beautiful. Yes. I'll definitely yes. check out. Amelia, are you still there? I don't know. She must, she must have gotten cutting off. Okay. Um, we on, I'm um, hello? Oh, you okay. are there. Hello? Okay. I, I'm here. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I just took over the interview. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm your co-host. This is how we do things. We share. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> um. Well, definitely, you know, I just, uh, John, I'm also We have a line nation and a movement okay. also um, called oh, okay. We'll be hearing about and seeing us out there. You know, we're into the we into the B-boy and, you know, that whole graffiti and um, just that culture that you're actually talking about, you know. Yes, yes. Um, but what we are, like, you know, what Millie would tell you, we are definitely on that positive movement. You know, and 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 on doing things because we don't want people to think. You know, a lot of people out here are, are just afraid to even try to do something that's, or to find out that's right. that how to. And today it's so simple to do research. It is that's so right. simple because of YouTube and everything else that you know that we don't even utilize to our full abilities. How many that's people right. have to have laptops and these things, and all they use it for is to send emails. Or, you know, play games and go on yep. Facebook when you're actually holding a corporation in your hand, if exactly. it's proper. Correct. You know, and that's the thing that we have to teach our youth, and they have to teach them how to be resourceful and use what they have. A lot of times, don't think about what you don't have. What you have right in front of you, sometimes it's all you really need the most to get what right. you want. You can that's right. Life. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, and you know, we just it's so crazy out here that, you know, the past few months, even, you know, before that, we've been hearing all about, every, you know, all these um, shootings, innocent people, innocent lives just getting taken, and it's like, you know, it's something that happens in our community every day, basically, yes. sorry That's to say. Right. You know, it's just now more in, in, the, in the news now that they're now, you know, focusing on it because they have to, you know. They have but, to. Yeah, they have to. You know, yep. but what we're realizing, too, is that, that we cannot depend on a government to run our lives. We, That's right. We run our lives. You are That's in charge right. of your life. You know what I'm saying? So That's now right. we, as a community, have to run our communities and That's be ready right. for anything. Come together. Anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and, That's, and right. that's where I think, you know, the strength will come in when we all really start to work together and not be envious of one another because you got this and I got that and I want that and I want to be the boss. and No, 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 no. Let's, what, I, what I know, you know. <laughs> you that's know right. what I'm saying, really. That's right. That's right. Who has it better than know. one at the end of the day? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And that's what, you know, life is really, to me, all about, you know. So I want to thank you for coming on. You I want to thank you I, for I having me. Mm-hmm. I hope you can stay on a little while longer. I do have another guest on the line, a brother by the name of Mr. Randy Weber, whom um, you might know of him, but, you, you you know, you might know his work. If you ever watch Sanford and Son, the theme song oh, yeah. to Sanford and Son, yeah. if you ever listen to Frankie Beverly and Maze, any of their songs, yeah. you hear him playing. If you ever um, listen to some Cool in the Gang 
Um, you hear him, and, and I mean, just a whole list of work. And this brother, a good friend of mine, I got him, you know, finally got caught up with him and got him to sit down and take a minute to just, you know, be with us. And uh, Randy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing? With Miss Lily Uma, myself, and Mr. Carlos Jones, who's on the line right now. Hello, hey, how you doing? Hello. Hey, Carlos. All Great right. energy, man. I like what oh, you're man. doing. Oh, man, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just trying to yeah. stay on the positive track and, you know, keep stay focused. That's all I'm trying to do. That's what it's all about. That's it. That's it. And nothing wrong with hard work. That's right. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me here, guys. I really appreciate it. And Randy, it's a pleasure. And um, just give the audience, the listening audience, for those that might not know, because I, I do have a lot of young listeners also that might not really know your work. You know, just give us a, right. a, a his, your history. Oh boy. Uh, well, I've worked for the years with uh, a couple of a couple of groups and um, artists like uh, Stephanie Mills, uh, worked on Paula Abdul's first album, uh, worked with Cool and the Gang, a couple of albums with Cool and the Gang produced, um, Jimmy Cliff, we were nominated for a Grammy for the Jimmy Cliff uh, Hanging Fire album back in the um, late 80s, and uh, did a soundtrack uh, featuring uh, Danny DeVito and Beth Mittler called uh, Ruthless People. Um yeah. You know, currently working with Maze, Frankie Devlin Maze, behind the scenes. As a, I'm a program a synthesizer, a programmer, and I do sound designing. And um, I, I'm doing that right now for Frankie and stuff. He's uh, 65 plus and still hanging in, in there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've done um, work for Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and a few songs oh, wow. on the TV program. Yeah, um, Jimmy cast a bunch back in the day, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I think you were in the Jimmy Caster. <laughs> I worked with mm-hmm. the Fugees before they were the Fugees. They were called the Rap Translators. Wow. And then later on, they were known as the Fugees and blew up real big. Worked with Color Me Bad and stuff. Um, the late Gwen Guthrie. There's a few people out here, you know, I work with. Definitely, man. Yeah, well, I know I know the list goes on and on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. So but just tell always, us, it's always tell good us to be a little bit of, um, about what, what what that experience is like for you, man. I mean, you first started out, you know, how you really started in the music industry and to get where you are right now. Oh, man. You know, I it's really hard to pinpoint how I how I got to where I was, I guess it was just faith. You know, I, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised. And uh, the great thing about New Orleans is that I, where I grew up in the Lower Ninth Ward, there was a musician on every other block, you know, and I, I grew up around Fats Domino, uh, the legendary Ernie Cato, um, Alan Toussaint, the Neville Brothers. I grew up with all these guys, and, you know, music was everywhere. And I just happened to come from uh I just happened to come from a family who listened to a wide variety of music. And which I can recall that really got me started was my brother came home from Vietnam and he had all of these um these weird records. I was listening to James Brown and Marvin Gaye and everybody. And he came home with these records called Santana and Jimi Hendrix and uh, Grand Funk Railroad and I I didn't know what that was, so I, I checked it out and I was hooked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I got real serious with with it after that, and then I started playing in uh, nightclubs at a very young age. I picked up the, um, the keyboard really quick, and I was about 14 with a beard and a mustache, so I would get away at, you know, posing as 18. <laughs> <laughs> so my first show was with... Um, Oh, my God, what, what is her name? I can't think of her name, but she was a scary woman that really scared everybody when she sang because she was a different type of artist. Carter? Uh, uh, Betty Carter? Yeah. Not Betty Carter. No. Um, okay. 
it'll come back to me. I I, I can't remember quite all of it. <laughs> but anyway, from there on, um, I formed, um, I went to college, and I formed my first group, real group, with a drummer named Davey Million, and we had a fusion group called the New Jazz Quintet. And that's mm-hmm. where it all really started, was right there. Um, we started playing this jazz fusion music like Return to Forever, Chick Corea type stuff. And um, we got a really a lot of notability in New Orleans and started opening up for groups like Weather Report, Ramsey Lewis, Patrice Russian, and recorded our first solo album, and it did quite well in a regional area. And then um, I kind of burnt out on the music in a way mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, I wanted to try something different. So um, Cool and the Gang happened to be in town for a show, and I happened to talk to the manager and tell him what I do, and they hired me as a tech to come out on the road for a tour. Mm. And that's where it really happened. I met Ronald Bell, who's uh, Koo's brother, the saxophone player. Yeah. Um, his name now is um, Khalif Bayan. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you know about Khalif Bayan. <laughs> but anyway, he's the guy who, yeah, who suggested that we should start a production company together and start producing groups. And I moved, the family and I moved up to New York, to New Jersey, and um started producing all these groups, Stephanie Mills and, you know, the Manhattans and everybody. And that was a great little stretch, you know, and learning experience. And now I'm doing my own project called the Randy Weber Refugee Project. Yeah. Titled End from the Storm. I moved back to New Orleans um, about 10 years, yeah, about the 90s I moved back. And um, you know about Hurricane Katrina, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that was a very devastating storm for the whole city. And I was really annoyed that we that the media and the president were calling us refugees. You know, like we didn't even belong to to the USA or whatever. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's where I get the name from, the Randy Weber Refugee Project. Mm-hmm. And. I'm using New Orleans musicians who came back to the city to start all over again, you know, and trying to just uplift their spirits and help out the local talent and everything, you know. And these are some very, very great musicians that I grew up with and I played through the years with. And I haven't played with some of these guys in over 15, 20 years, but, man, these guys were really, really good. And, you know, I I wrote and uh, co-wrote a few things with um, – my saxophone player, Grant Ellis, he's um, uh, currently playing with the original Lowriders, which is part of the war band. Mm. He's a Cisco kid and all of that other stuff they did. Wow. But uh, the project is coming along pretty good, you know, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to um, getting, it out, getting it out to the public. So they Definitely. Can well, you know you have a home here at Hood Rich Magazine, my brother. Uh, not oh, only do your music get played... It's in my, it's in my, all my little commercials, my my stingers, everything, man. Some great music, you know. Really. Wonderful, I appreciate it, man. Anything you can do or I can do to help each other, let's do it. Definitely, yeah. that's right. Definitely. Just um, yeah. can you just um, give me your 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 take on on the industry today and how it's changed over the years and what 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 is. What was yesterday and what is today, you know? Like, Yeah, well, you know, I'm not really happy with the industry today, but I don't have any control over that. All I can say is that I wish that they would have taken more time to develop artists like they were doing back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and not just, you know, with the, with the change of technology, it's very easy to think you are a musician because you can program a drum machine and, you know, make a beat or whatever. And I always tell everybody here, I have a hammer, a screwdriver, and nails, but I don't call myself a carpenter. (laughs) You know know what I mean? (laughs) Again, I think it really changed kind of for the worse to me personally because, you know, to have your music played on the radio and to have it just on disc, 
and, and you know, you had to do your homework. You had to really put effort and time, and you know, you, you really had to go through a test of getting it out there. Now today, you can put anything out there, you know, and if it sticks, it sticks, and if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad, and it still may stick. But it's not really educating the people, I think, musically. You know, and you might want to disagree with me, but if you can think of a hit today that can stand the test of time of maybe over 20 years, I don't think there's a song out today, currently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like true. A, nothing like a Whitney Houston or something like that that can stand the test of time of music. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. Frankie a good example is Frankie Tumbley and Mage. Yeah. This guy's been around since I don't know how long, you know what I mean? And his music stands the test of time because it's true art, you know what I mean? That's the only problem I have because a lot of the music today is not true art, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I'm not trying to knock anybody because, if you, you know, if you can make your money in that way, and that's all fine, but that's just the bottom line, the reality of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I try to be artful with the things I do because I want to try to help and inspire other people to go that way, too, you know what I mean? Exactly. And and I just think that we're missing, there's a big hole, empty shell right there that that needs to, a gap, a void needs to be filled, you know? Mm. Wow. It's so true, though, you know, I mean, being in the music, I've been, I've been, wow, I've been playing music since I was, you know, the age of seven, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a man of a particular age right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to think about the age right now, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the, it's uh-huh. like the degrade of the of the quality of of what you're doing, or even even the the um being respectful to the art. Yeah, know, exactly. That's even, what I'm talking about. Being respectful to the art. I think the oh boy, you know, certain um, businesses in the music business. They didn't respect the art, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just went out for the dollar bill, you know. It's, this is what's happening right now. Well, let's make a dollar off of it. But I don't think that's yeah. sort of a big picture of the full effect that it would have on the whole industry and the music itself, you know what I mean? Because well, you know, I have that thought. Let me just say this, that yeah. um, I see the, the switchboard is lighting up and um, anyone is calling in. The number is 213 Three six one eight, and um, if you want to ask a question or you just want to make a comment, just press one on your keypad, and it'll let us know that you want to say something. Right now, we do have someone that um, they just hit the um, alert button. So just hold on one second. Let's see um, who we got here from the six three one area code. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, I'd just like to thank you for bringing Mr. Randy Weber on your show today. I think uh, the conversation is really great. And I have a, a, a kind of question statement for him, and it goes like this. I miss the days of the bands, the live musicians, the the horns, the keyboards, and the guitar. Do you think that the music business is going to head more towards that way? Are they going to stay with the synthesized computer music? That's a very good question. Um Actually, I think uh, from traveling around the world, I've I've have run into a lot of young musicians who are starting to really get back into the instruments, which is really really great. I really encourage that. But I think that it still may be split in a way where you will have live bands and the synthesizer music. But I'm hoping, like you, that you know everybody would get on the bandwagon of real music again. You know. I mean, I think it even affects live live shows because you have oh, to rely definitely. on so many theatrics rather than the talent of the musician when there's no real instruments on the stage. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, I would be quite disappointed if I paid money to go see a performance of somebody pushing buttons and not really creating <laughs> music, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even go to live shows today, so, you know, but I remember oh, really? the days the Commodores and Cool and the Gang and you know oh, each, yeah. each the band had their own little rhythm their own thing going on and when James Brown had yeah. the JB would just wait for the I horn know. section dance with those yeah. horns oh that's the beauty of music you know the, the interaction the interaction between the musicians 
and you know, and the great thing about the live music was that night after night it could be different, or you know, yes. uh, another little sparkle or another little thing could happen. Oh yeah, I miss those days. Uh, <laughs> you know what else it does? I just thought about this, especially you being from New Orleans. Um, yeah. The um, the computer music takes away the ability to have jam sessions, like when other musicians would come and sit in on the yeah. set. Yes, I know. You know, um, what I tried to do with my record is um, try to bring both of them together in a way. I brought the live musicians along with the computer music, and it, it was a great blend that I was actually able to get. So when you when I finished the project, I would appreciate it if you would listen to what I'm trying to do. But I know exactly what you mean. You know, the great thing, the bad thing about computers is that the interaction, you don't need anybody really there. So you're losing that contact, you're losing the ideas, you're losing the inspiration, the motivation from other people. And that's, I think that's a bad thing. It's good to practice and everything with, but still in all, that live, you know, interaction between two people, you can't beat with a machine. No, a machine is only going to do what you put into it, you know what I mean? It's not going to give you any other thing outside of that. And um, J.R. Strong, I want to thank you again. And Randy Rabbit, thank you for giving me a moment of your time to talk to me. i got to go, but I'm listening, and I appreciate you. Bye. Oh, thank you very much. Bye. It's Rafika Muhammad, who is a producer and also one of the founders here at the Keys 107 Network that we are on, where you can see us. Um, actually, our website is um, thekeys107.com, network. thekeys107network.com. Let me get it right, you know. It's been a minute since I've done a live show, so, you know, I'm I'm still getting my feet wet, you know. But um, what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to play um, a track by Mr. Weber, Randy Weber. It's called Below Sea Level, and then we're going to come right back, okay? So nobody's going nowhere. We'll be right. right. Say that again. Above? What did I say? 40 below sea level. Below sea level. And check it out. The reason why I call it 40 below sea level is that we're talking about New Orleans because they're below sea level. You know what I mean? That's my city. But we're still 40. (laughs) Still a party going on. doesn't matter how much below sea level we are. All right. So let's check out party below sea level.
Andy Weber, yeah, party below sea level right here off of his refugee project. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for herself or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair,
anytime, anytime, man. Just keep it, keep it moving, and let's let's keep each other up, man. That's what it's all about. That's you know, right. let's support one another. All right. That's Great. right. You got it. God bless you, man. You too, Everybody guy. stay safe this week. <laughs> Next right, week, Katie. yeah. <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> co-host. Thank you too, Miss Millie. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Millie. Thank you very much. Um, we'll definitely look forward to more again. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. Good night. All Oh, that I love was the